most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. AJ Jones. Yes, sir. How the heck are you? I am well, I think, but still slightly under the weather. You are? Yes. In fact, one of the things that I was thinking about reviewing our week is you've been sick this week. I have, but we haven't said welcome to episode 189. We kind of just did. Okay, well, welcome to episode 189. It's Easter Sunday. It is. And so this week, we're going to be talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ in a minute. Yes. But, but right now, we're back to my cold or something. So this time last week, you went to the doctors. Well, not this time because it's 9 p.m. But seven days ago, you went to the doctor. Yes. Because your 82-year-old mother was arriving in town. Yes. And I just thought, I want to make sure I'm not contagious. And so the doctor ran some tests on you. You weren't sick. Yeah, so he said it's probably just allergies because everything's in bloom, or perhaps it's a minor cold. I have never known allergies require people to take time off work. Yeah. I don't I, think it was allergies. I took two days off work this week, but I mean, nobody else has gotten sick from me, no, which is great. Chicken. I know. I'm telling you, it's the great outdoors. Yeah. You need to acclimate yourself like me, you know, go outside, go camping, hiking, stuff like that. Yes, we should all take a leaf <laughs> out of your book. <laughs> um. Last week, I was very excited because I'd finished Zelda. Yes. This week, I finished our taxes. You did. I'm not sure which one I felt required more endurance. I would say more time was put into Zelda than taxes. I don't know. It was certainly more stressful. Really? Well, yeah, we, I mean, in one sense, I don't really do anything. We just meet with our accountant, but the accountant can only do so much according to the data that we give him. So it's a huge, you know, this week was very, very busy. So the amount of time I had to collate all the data and give it to him. But thankfully, we've been working with him for like four years now. So I have a spreadsheet that is all set up. Of course you do, darling. But still, I take it super seriously. So it's it's really... I would say you do spend a good 15 hours accumulating all the information for him. Which is the fastest I've ever done it. Yeah. And every year I'm like, I need to get better at record keeping for next year. And then by the time I've done this year's, I'm exhausted. I'm like, ah, we'll deal with it next year. <laughs> but I got out of his office and I had adrenaline fatigue. I was like, yes. I'm, I'm, but I mean, right enough, I, you know, I had a busy week, stayed up late, lots of nights, got up really early and plowed through stuff. But yeah, nevertheless, Zelda one week taxes the next. But you know what that means? It means, what does it mean? It means I can start Zelda in master mode. You did start Zelda in master mode. Are you trying to pretend that you didn't? As a reward for my endurance and my hard work. Yes. We'll talk about that at a future date. Okay. Yes. Take me back to the beginning of the week. Your mom came into town. Yep. Mom, uh, my mom's 82. She drove here from Canada. So she drives seven hours, then waits, then seven more hours, uh, you know, with a nap or sleep in between. I'm hoping she's sleeping and not just waiting <laughs> for the yes. sun to come up. Well, I guess I'm thinking in Zelda now. Just wait, sit by the fire, and in the morning, start running around again. Um, yeah, so she got here on Sunday night, and which was good because Monday I was... Like, just out of it. I just slept and rested. And God um, bless her, she looked after the kids. She did. She played who, with them and read to them and did numbers and letters. And and the kids are thrilled because, as they remind me, she's our only living grandparent. Yes. Tia came to sad. me and said, can I get a new Nana and Grandpa? Like, I don't know if she thinks we purchased them somewhere. I think Amazon Prime has some. Yeah. Two days shipping, they should be here, no problem. <laughs> Do you, do you uh, order the accent specially? Or? Yeah, it's an add-on. It's okay. pretty cool. Okay, Poor little chicken. But they're loving having your mom here. They are. It yes. was helped by the fact that she brought a bunch of Canadian chocolate with her. 
She did. But I'll see your Canadian chocolate and raise you the mother load of good from Great Britain that we got today. Seriously. And there's more to come tomorrow. Why? Because I know some other people that brought us chocolate. We have had teams in Scotland and in England on iReach. All of our students came back this week, FYI, which was amazing. Yes. I know you know that. I'm just like... Yes, I did know that. that. Yes, thank you. But we had teams in Scotland and England, and and God bless them, they have brought back spoils. But not only that, friend of the show, Mr. Chris Law, is in Nashville this week for a wedding, Mm -hmm. and he lives in England. And before he came out, he said, hey, you know... Is there anything I could bring over? And I just gave him a list. Like a ridiculously long list. Well, just thinking, here's a sample to come. Like, pick one of these. Yeah, but it, it looked like he spent a month's rent um, on bringing up groceries. <laughs> he brought you everything. I, I everything still don't know sun. why anybody eats Monster Munch. It's revolting. You, you take those words back, young lady. I saw, uh, I think it was a Vanity Fair video, where Emily Blunt and James McAvoy... The actors were talking about a typical day in Britain. Yes. And they featured Monster Munch and Marmite, two two of the things that arrived this week. Oh, yeah. When I saw that come out of the bag, I'm like, I'm going to have to ditch that somehow. Nope. I'll put a link in the show notes. For those of you who've never encountered Monster Munch and or Marmite, you haven't lived in the glory realm. So I'll point you to a video where they describe it. User be warned. Anything else happened this week? Well, I gave an update on our building project. Tell me. For children's ministry. So we are putting in a whole new wing for the children's ministry at Grace Center. 16,000 square feet, I believe. Yes. Double what we currently have. More than double, yes. And it has a children's auditorium. It has, you know, just, it's just way updated. It's got a playroom, which the play center is already in. We just, we're going for broke here with these kids. And uh, let's not declare we're going for that's a horrible expression, but you know what I mean? We're We're going for going all in. Um, So we're really excited. Everything's on its way now. And we have, um, you know, all the studying up and all that kind of stuff. So we're doing electrical and plumbing. And so we're going to start to see some really tangible transformation in the next little bit. So it's really exciting. Yeah. The first part of it is all planning and budgeting and filing permits and waiting and estimates and, and waiting. And then it and seems more like waiting. in the last two weeks, they've demolished a bunch of stuff and built a bunch of stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. We had a whole bunch of people from Grace Center show up to help us demo, which was amazing. And uh, and now we're building it out, so that's exciting. Apparently, we're pouring concrete tomorrow or the next day, so I've never seen that happen live. So if I disappear from the school, that's where I went, was to go check on that concrete pouring. I'll be holding on to my Marmite today and tomorrow, just in case it gets <laughs> yeah. in concrete. Oh, now that's an excellent idea. All right, our main topic for this week is inspired by, we had David Wagner speaking at Greystone this morning, which was amazing. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was glorious. Yes. But he read Isaiah 53, a passage I'm very, very familiar with, but I don't know why. It really, really stuck in my heart this morning, so I've been meditating on it all day. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal to think this was written nearly 700 years before Jesus came on earth. Yes. And it's a prophecy about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read it to everybody. I'm reading it from the New Living Translation. This is the words of the prophet Isaiah. He said this, this is Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. 
We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier, because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels, he bore the sins of many, and interceded for rebels. A powerful, powerful chapter. Yeah. 700 years before Jesus ever came to earth and before he lived his life and died his death, those words were written. It's amazing. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the crucifixion of Jesus is just horrendous. Like on so many levels. Yes. Like if you were to read about it in the newspaper today, about a man beaten within an inch of his life and then you know, flogged and then hung on a cross and just left to die. I mean, we would be appalled. The trouble is we're so used to it. People wear the cross as jewelry. It doesn't really hit you what a a horrifying and horrific death is. Right. And then, of course, as an innocent man on top of that, dying a gruesome death, a horrifying loss. Yes. But the resurrection, on the other hand, oh, so glorious. Yeah. But the glory of his resurrection doesn't diminish the horror of his death. And when you think about it, the price he paid was so that we would go free. And I think that's what struck me this morning as David was preaching. He was unpacking it brilliantly. Yeah, he was. I I loved it. There was so much that um, even when he was just talking about how, you know, at the very beginning of Genesis, he was talking about how there was darkness covered the earth, you know, and then and then God created light and all that kind of stuff. And then he was talking about when Jesus died and darkness covered the earth again. Yeah. And it was a reset. It was God saying... This is a do-over. It's amazing. And I thought that was amazing. I'd never thought about that. I think, you know, days like today that I'm so familiar with, and, and, and you know, and there's a danger we become over-familiar. We just become, not blasé, but we're, you know, it's not news to us that Jesus no. died and gave us life. But right. it's amazing to be reminded of what happened, that literally everything that we have, everything we preach, everything we hope for, comes from the death of Jesus and the reality of his resurrection. Right. As reading earlier in 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul, you know, he was 
dialoguing with a bunch of people who were questioning, yeah, did Jesus really, you know, uh, get resurrected? Is there really a resurrection after we die? And an argument that continues to this day. And and he says this, this is uh, 1 Corinthians 15. He says, if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. He's just saying if 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 our relationship with Jesus only affects this life, if if there's nothing after this life, right. then we're to be pitied because all the sacrifice, all the obedience. I mean, if there's right. nothing after this world, we're doing it wrong. We're pious, sure, but we need to be, you know, living for ourselves right now. If there's nothing else, right, and yet that's not the truth. And he goes on and says this: In fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. But there is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest, then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. Amazing. I know, that's... You know, I don't, I don't want to be flippant about this, but I've been, you know, you know, I've been in grief counselling for, I don't know, a couple of months, and I've been talking. I lost my parents, both my parents, in the last two years. So I've been thinking about death and think, you know, I'm largely in grief counselling because I'm, I'm seemingly not upset. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I, d- I don't mean to say that, but I'm, I'm, I, d- I don't know. You're never really prepared for death, but I think. The glorious hope of the resurrection, not only of Jesus, but also of my parents, is what gives me tremendous peace. Like, my whole life, I watched my parents live for the one they served. Yes. And now I know they're with him ahead of me. And they're not sick, and they're having a great time. They're having a phenomenal time. Right. And it's a temporary pause on our connection. Right, so I will see them again Yes, when I too die and I'm resurrected with Christ. I'll see them again. Yes. So I'm, it sounds, ter- I don't think it's terrible. I'm not sad that they're, that they're in heaven. Of course I'm not. I'm, I, I think every, you know, the great certainty of life is death and taxes, as they say. Yes. You know, dealt with taxes this week, but death, I'm prepared for death because I have a glorious hope in Jesus Christ. And when when you come to Resurrection Sunday, it puts everything in perspective, I think. It was really fun uh, today as well. Between the two services, there's about 15 people that gave their lives to the Lord, which oh, was really I exciting. Love that. Yeah, I loved it too. Today is a day that changes everything for them. It's amazing. I think... Whenever I hear people misunderstand God, you know, when I hear people talk about, oh, you know, God is, you know, this, or God's judging people, or God's that, I, I like to remind myself, because usually I'm not in conversation with those people, it's just maybe comments I've read on Facebook, or I hear on TV, or in interviews, or whatever. I like to remind myself that it was God who gave himself for us. You know, we're, we're often in a world where people are quick to accuse God of injustice, but the greatest injustice is that Jesus paid for our sin. Yes. And I think, you know, when you read through the Gospels, it's really clear that that's why Jesus came. Listen to this in John 11. This is Jesus speaking to Martha. Lazarus has just died. He's about to resurrect Lazarus from the dead. She doesn't know that yet. And they're having this conversation she thinks is purely theoretical. And Jesus says this to her. 
I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. I remember being a kid contemplating that verse. I remember being like MJ's age, five, six years old, and just thinking, that is amazing that even when I die, I will live. And so I've had that, that revelation since I was a little child, but I think it's, I think it's phenomenal. It, it is remarkable. It really is remarkable. I think one of the big regrets I have of my life is that I I like teaching. I love teaching. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm a good teacher. But I wish I was a good evangelist. Do you know what I mean? Like when I teach, I see fruit from my teaching. Yes. And I, I find it very easy to teach and it's very natural to teach. And I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit on me when I teach. Yeah. I... I I wish I I can see other people with that gift of evangelism on their life and I'm like lord I it's such a simple profound truth the 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 power of Jesus death and resurrection I wish I could convey it as profoundly as I can you know some of the other revelations that God's given me does that yes. make sense yep so here goes you know you'll never get better if you don't practice if, if you're listening to this and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it's really important to me that you know that he died so that you could live. David, our, our friend this morning, was saying that Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live. Yeah, I love that. I know. And so the Bible says that without Jesus, we're dead in our sins. I, I love that line that we read earlier in Isaiah all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. That is quite literally the, the problem that we face today. Yeah. Everyone is arguing that their way is right, but everyone has left God's path. Right. So all the destruction, all the despair, all the horror that we see just by scrolling through Reddit or scrolling through BuzzFeed or you know whatever your news sources of choice, and you just look at the calamity of the world, it's because all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We, we've left God's path and we're trying to figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, Jesus is the way back to God. He's literally the path to God. Yes. And the trouble is, many people like to think that all paths lead to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so palatable. Yes. Right? But it's completely yeah. false. Yes. It's a huge <laughs> error. Only Jesus Christ is the way to God. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus... You're literally missing out. Yes. Like you're missing out on peace. You're missing out on a life where you're made right with God. And an eternal thing, you're missing out on eternal life. You know, everything we talk about in the podcast from British chocolate and video games and Zelda and prophecy and angels and powerful communication and boundaries and, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's all good. None of it is important in an eternal perspective. Right. Only Jesus Christ, his death, his resurrection, and your response to those things is. Like I was saying earlier, I'm completely ready to die. I have absolute peace that if I die, I will live with him forever. You know, we've set up stuff so that you and the kids are taken care of. 
I've got a glorious inheritance. I'm ready to die. I'm happy to be alive. I love living, but good, I am good. not. That was the part I was <laughs> waiting for. The other side of that coin is you want to live. I do. I, uh, you know, I love yes. it. Are you kidding me? There's yes, be but a you're not z- afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm yes. totally at peace with with death. And I'm I'm like, you know, Lord, this is amazing. And I can only say that because I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus you can have that peace and that promise too. And the way to do that is to pray this with me. So this is a prayer. All you have to do is repeat what I'm saying. And the Bible is really, really clear. If you if you believe in your heart, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. Really clear. It says there's only one name under heaven by which men and women can be saved, and that's Jesus Christ. So yes. repeat this with me. Lord Jesus Lord Jesus, I believe. I believe that you are the Son of God. That you are the Son of God, and that you came to Earth, and that you came to Earth to pay for sin. To pay for sin, the world's sin, the world's sin, but my sin, but my sin. And I want to receive your gift of forgiveness. And I want to receive your gift of forgiveness. I confess that I am a sinful person. I confess that I'm a sinful person. I've done things wrong. I have done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I have said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. I have thought things wrong. And I'm asking you to take away my sin. And I'm asking you to take away my sin. And give me the gift of eternal life. And give me the gift of eternal life. And the gift of the wonderful Holy Spirit. And the gift of the wonderful Holy Spirit. And then I purpose in my life. And I purpose in my life to follow you, to follow you, and to grow in love with you, and to grow in love with you as your Holy Spirit empowers me. As your Holy Spirit empowers me. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that and you've never prayed that before, I am going to be so excited to receive an email from you. Send us an email at hello at alanandaj.com. That's A L Y N A N D A J.com. Because we would love to hear that. And if you're listening to this months down the road and you're thinking, oh, this isn't a current episode, I don't care. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to be able to send you something to help you in your relationship with Jesus. And if you are saved, we haven't forgotten about you either. It's a glorious reminder, like meditating on Isaiah 53, meditating on the things we've talked about. It's incredible. Jesus said, anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. And yet many Christians claim that promise, but they haven't even started living before they die. Do you know what I mean? I meet Christians who look like they're baptized in vinegar. They're yeah, going to, to heaven. It makes me so sad. That, but they're, I think they've put all their faith and expectation in the future life and have no expectation for the present life. Yes. I, it's important to understand that Jesus came to give us life and life abundant. I remember being like that. I remember barely hanging on a life and thinking, where's the great promise that we preach? Right. The reason we don't see the life we want is because we refuse often to give God total control. Mm. I realized in my life, there was, like, I was like, this far you can have, but the rest is clearly mine to manage. And I've realized that if I've only given God access to parts of my life, I've only ever experienced part of his delight. We've come to realize if we push all the poker chips to the center of the table, by that I mean when we choose to live in abandonment and obedience, utter satisfaction has flooded our soul. Yeah. And the thing is, too, it's not just about him being your savior. It's about him being your Lord, isn't it? Right. So it's not just that your eternal 
uh, destination has changed. It has, and that's amazing, and we're so thankful. But he's your Lord, and and him being your Lord looks like he's actually calling the shots. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Whether you're saved or not saved, whether you have a relationship with Jesus or you don't, it's important that we give him our whole lives. Yeah. Not just a Sunday Easter. We used to have these commercials the RSPCA in, in, in the UK was the Royal Society for the Pretension of... Pretension? For the pre- Prevention yes. of Cruelty to Animals. I'm oh. amazed I can remember that acronym. Wow. You used to have these like posters that said, you know, a puppy's forever, not just for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Right? And I was thinking Jesus is forever, not just for Easter. Right. Oh, very cute. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, would you like to listen to this question? No. I'm just far too tired and my voice is giving out. Your voice is going. All right, well, let's wrap this bad boy up. All right. This podcast today is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters who invest in the show and our other creative endeavors. Our Patreon supporters are listeners just like you who've joined the Alan and AJ Patreon fam. I've just named that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, we'll come up with a better name just based on my wife's expression. Mm -hmm. So this group of people who are listeners just like you, they've joined by giving a small donation each month, and in return, they get rewarded with behind-the-scenes sneaks at new projects, including our video show. And patron subscribers, if you go check your Patreon feed, you should see if my computer renders it all properly. A new video for you this week. We've got new projects, we've got special extras, and they also get to ask questions that are easier for us to answer in a private forum than on a public podcast. So we'd love you to become a Patreon supporter and join our online community. To learn about the benefits and how to join, head over to patreon.com slash AJ. The show notes for this week are available at alanandaj.com slash 189. And we look forward to being with you again next week. Thanks for joining us. AJ, go take some NyQuil and go to bed. I am. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God, the things we deal with every day, from Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.